You're listening to Radio Albion, talk radio for the nationalist community. Hello and welcome to the Daily Nationalist. Today's date is Monday, February 5th, 2024. You're listening to me, Grandpa Dan, streaming at RadioAlbion.com. And it is Monday. No escape from it. Kicking off your work week. And whatever time you've found, do uh, tune in for this edition of the Daily Nationalist. I am glad you found us. I'm glad you're joining us today. Uh, as always, I'd like to start off reminding everyone we do have our Sven Longshank support links here for the Daily Nationalist. I hope you'll take the time to drop him a postcard or perhaps send him an email. So we always want to, I'm always going to continue to do that. And please don't grow tired of hearing it. Um, and if I have any more uh, uh, messages or anything to pass on from Sven, of course, I will be sure to continue to do that. Well, I thought today we would talk about a story. Of course, we know how Canada, Canada has this euthanasia thing. And I, I've, I've got any number of problems with it. I remember when euthanasia really became a topic of discussion decades ago. And here in the U.S., what was that guy's name? Dr. Kevorkian. I don't, I don't know how many of y'all are old enough to remember Dr. Kevorkian. He, he became a meme. Dr. Kevorkian became a meme before memes were really even a thing. He, he invented a suicide machine, and, and he would help people uh, who wanted to kill themselves. And there was somewhat of a controversy of whether or not this should be allowed. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the idea of people not wanting to needlessly suffer. If you grow up around animals and taking care of animals, you know, when you have an animal that gets severely ill and is at the end of their life, you don't want them to needlessly suffer. You, you euthanize them, whether you do that yourself or whether you take them to the vet and have them euthanized. And so people wind up translating that over to human beings. One of the problems I always had when this topic was a thing years ago first came up back in the Dr. Kevorkian days. And whenever it comes up, since once in a while it comes up again here in the U.S., this idea of euthanasia. And the problem I have with it is anybody has the freedom, anybody has the ability to exercise their free will to kill themselves. I mean, nobody is stopping you from doing that. I remember during the Dr. Kevorkian talk, some people would try to make the lame point. They would say, yes, you're forcing people to violate the law by doing the killing themselves. If you're ending your life, if you are going to kill yourself, I'm pretty sure you're not worried about some legal statute involved. You're not worried about some violating some statute in the law regarding killing you. I mean, after all, how are they what are they going to do? Dig you up and punish you? Put your corpse in prison? That always seemed like a silly argument to me. 
the problem comes involved. It's like people want to, the, the argument that was being made at that time and will often still be made is that, you know, oh, well, people should have this ability to not suffer and to end their own lives. But they always had that ability. People that make that argument are basically wanting to, they want to uh, offshore. They want to offshore that responsibility onto somebody else. You see, they don't want to take the responsibility for themselves of just making the decision to kill themselves. They want to offload that responsibility onto the government. Now, the problem with this arises when you give these powers to the state, you know, anything, any, any power you give to the state, you can assume you're never getting that back. And that's a pretty safe assumption. And you have to weigh this idea that you're giving the state power to kill people. And we all know from every single law, from the income tax to anything else, it always grows and it always expands. It never stays isolated to just this little narrow. How many times you can look back at just about any ridiculous law that exists today and it started off as seeming like this fairly reasonable thing and it would only be applied in this very narrow set of circumstances. And yet you fast forward to today and it applies very broadly. Government power never gets rescinded back to the people and it always expands. It always grows. It always is going to reach out. It's got tentacles. It's like a cancer. It reaches out. It constantly seeks to expand itself. With this subject of euthanasia, of killing yourself, it goes from, well, I just need some help from my doctor so I can kill myself without splattering my brains all over the carpet. It expands to, at some point, the government just arbitrarily begins deciding that you should die without you actually having an input. I believe there was a case fairly recently. I it may have been in Canada, which is going to be our subject for today, is Canada, where a woman who couldn't even, I believe it was a woman who couldn't even speak for herself, you know, just those around her, her doctor said, yeah, no, she needs to die. We just need to go ahead and kill her. She doesn't even get a say in it. Now, you can sit there and say, well, if I was a vegetable, I'd want to be, I'd want somebody to put me out of my misery too. And that may very well be the case. And that it may even be a very reasonable thing to say or to believe. However, again, government power always expands. And now you've given them the power to arbitrarily decide who should die and who should live. And people make, making what may sound like reasonable, well-meaning arguments will always fail to bring that up. Our story today comes from RT. And again, this goes to Canada. And the headline of the story is Canada delays euthanasia for the mentally ill. Canada has frozen a plan to expand its assisted suicide program to include people suffering from mental illnesses. Health Minister Mark Holland and Justice Minister Arif Zarani have announced. Among the reason for the postponement, they're not getting rid of it, by the way. They're just postponing. They're good. They got to tweak it a little more. The reasons for the postponement, they cited a lack of medical professionals, especially psychiatrists, willing to evaluate patients before a lethal injection. I find this funny. I don't find it funny, like, ha-ha funny, but funny strange. We're constantly having these debates when the state carries out executions on death row. 
about whether these lethal injections are humane enough, whether the person is suffering, and then you will have these advocates, these rights people, and they'll say up there, they're the witnesses, prisoners, execution, and they'll say, oh, he suffered so great, this lethal injection was horrible. And yet you read this story and you say, where were those, where are those advocates now? If it's wrong for the state to execute known criminals, then how is it justified for the state to execute the mentally ill? If a person goes on trial in the legal system, if a person commits a crime, it is a recognized viable defense. If that person is insane, that supposedly we do not punish that person in the same manner that you punish somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. If somebody is a complete raving lunatic, you don't just put them in a straitjacket and go and hang them. We have this system where supposedly they're put in a hospital for treatment or they're isolated from society. But it's been a long-standing legal rule in the West that supposedly or the state does not put to death the mentally ill for crimes they have committed. And yet, here you have Canada that is working there and they're pausing it but they're advocating a policy of executing the the mentally ill, and not just the mentally ill. That's the mentally ill who haven't even, as far as we know, committed any crimes. Let us reflect on this idea that a part of our democracy values of who we are has now expanded to we just execute those who are inconvenient for society those who who are a you know who are just well we don't want to deal with them we've heard horror stories out of canada's medical so i remember there was a story we may have covered it here i don't recall where a guy had been fighting with you know living in canada and he was disabled and the healthcare system was supposed to help provide him with a wheelchair ramp because he was bound to a wheelchair and like he was wrapped up dealing with the bureaucratic red tape and obviously facing a lot of frustration and he calls him up and he's doing all these phone calls with the uh, health ministry there and he, he's like look i gotta get this handicap ramp i, I ramp I, I can't get in and out of my house i have to have this y'all said you're going to provide it i can't get y'all to do anything and finally, the person on the phone says, well, I can't do anything about that, but would you be in or out? You're obviously frustrated and aggravated. Would you be, we can aid you in assisted suicide because he's aggravated that he can't get a ramp. Now, at the time we look at that story and it's like, well, that's, that's kind of humorous. You know, they're that, that's, that's so stupid. It's so clownish, but that's their first go-to thing. See, this is that slippery slope. Once again, when you give the state the ability to decide upon by just decide themselves who should be killed and who shouldn't, that power is going to expand. Canada legalized euthanasia after the Supreme Court ruled in 2015 that requiring people to cope with intolerable suffering was tantamount to violating their basic rights. In 2021, the Superior Court of Quebec demanded that the government expand the criteria to those suffering from grievous and irremediable irremediable conditions such as depression and other mental health issues. The law's separate provisions for people with mental illnesses were originally postponed for two years. You see, this is illustrative of what we're talking about. In 2015, the Supreme Court comes down in Canada and says, you shouldn't, the government shouldn't 
for somebody who say is ate up with cancer and is in horrible, horrible suffering. You shouldn't force those people to stay alive. Again, they're not. If that person wants to kill themselves, they can do that. They've always said they can't take away your ability to do that. But that was the argument made. And again, people can look at that and say, reason that's somewhat reasonable. But then you just go forward just a few short years, and now the Supreme Court of Quebec demands that the government expands it to those who are suffering from depression and mental health issues. It doesn't take a stretch of the imagination to remember the Soviet system where anybody who opposed the government was just mentally insane. They had to be insane. Is it not reasonable to look at this and say, they this government, these governments in the West, very much would do the very same thing? Remember back when uh, the COVID thing was going on and they were talking about, they're having open debates about whether or not you know, the unvaccinated, those who refuse to be vaccinated, maybe should be put into camps. Now, that didn't go anywhere at that time. But the fact that they were willing to have that discussion openly. Really, how many of the things that they they blame Nazi Germany for are they now implementing? How many of things of the old Stalinist Soviet regime are we not seeing slowly being implemented? I know, Knowing as we do, the nature of government power to expand, knowing the nature of the system we live in, we live under rather, in the West, I look around at the narratives being presented, and I, I don't think it takes a whole lot of imagination to picture a point to where the government says people that are quote-unquote spreading misinformation why, if you believe in these, quote, government-deemed conspiracy theories, well, that's just crazy. In fact, they're already calling you crazy for believing in these, quote, unquote, conspiracy theories. In fact, since they're already saying you're crazy, maybe you literally are. Maybe these people that refuse to do what they're told to believe what the government and the media tell them, you see, it's not even their fault. They're just mentally ill. And in fact, maybe they would just be happier if they were executed by the government. They're just irredeemable. They just they, they, they can't help it. They're suffering from this crazy, just oppressive mental illness. And there's nothing else that can be done for them. We're just going to put them out of their misery while they're living under all these delusions that the government and the media might would lie to them about something. They just let's just put them out of their misery. I don't think that's a stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination at all. Speaking to reporters on Monday following a session of a special parliamentary committee looking into the issue, Holland explained, it's clear from the conversations we've had that the system is not ready and we need more time to get ready to kill people. On Thursday, Canada's health ministry released a statement clarifying that the expansion originally slated for March 17th of this year had been postponed until 2027. It is hoped that by then, regional health care providers will be better prepared to administer euthanasia, in other words, kill people, to the mentally ill. They'll be more prepared to execute the mentally ill. That's what they're saying. They're, they're, they're using these fluffy terms. They're using these, they're, 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 they're massaging their rhetoric. Administer euthanasia to the mentally ill still comes back to they're talking about executing mentally ill people. 
with clear guidelines developed in the meantime, the document added. Now, you can understand why psychiatrists would be uh, hesitant to go along with this. No, not because they care about you. I saw a funny meme. It said something like a woman thinking her therapist cares about her is no different than the man that thinks the stripper is really in love with him. You know, it, it's not that they care about you. My, uh, I, I did a show recently on um, something along the lines of a balanced mind, you know, modern psychiatry and, and, and a balanced mind. Something worth listening to, I think. I, I have a very poor opinion of modern psychiatry. I do. I, it's a lot of quackery going on. I don't believe that psychiatrists are hesitant to do this because they care about people or they have a moral hesitancy over the idea of executing the mentally ill. I think what they have a hesitancy is the idea of executing their customer base. I mean, if you execute people for depression, we know these things are going to expand. You're supposed to read a story like this. You're supposed to hear these government statements and think, well, this is for people that are hopelessly insane. But they themselves admit that they're talking about more vague things like, which is debilitating mental illness. But that's debilitating as determined by who? And depression. Depression. What, what does that mean? If you're just not happy with living in clown world, you should be executed by the government, perhaps. Psychiatrists, they just don't want their customer base. They're, they're looking down the road. I guarantee these psychiatrist associations in Canada are looking down the road and they're going, well, the government is having to pay us to do the, our quack witch doctor therapy crap on people. And at some point, the government's going to say this is a lot cheaper to just execute these people. And that's going to leave the psychiatrists out in the cold. I have no idea. I have no inclination to believe that these psychiatrists have some sort of moral qualms, qualms over the morality of executing this. It's all about money. They're like, well, if the government can just come in, it's cheaper to execute these people, then where, how are we going to get paid? And again, I think it's really, really important to bear in mind, deemed mentally ill by who? The very system that decides to kill you? I, I really, I, I have this vision in the back of my mind of the government saying, they're already saying people who believe in conspiracy theories, i.e. anything that counters what the government and the media says, it, that's, they're just crazy. These crazy conspiracy theory kooks. Well, if you're crazy and it's now legal for the government in Canada, at least, to execute crazy people. I mean, there's there's really there's no there's no bridge to gap here. I mean, they, they they're they're there. They just have to finagle the definitions just a little more. And there you go. Canada is already among the countries with the most liberal laws regarding euthanasia and assisted suicide with the procedure available to terminally and chronically ill people. However, plans to extend the practice to the mentally ill have proven controversial with members of the opposition conservative party accusing, which no doubt you can always conservatives have this thing in common, whether it's in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., it doesn't matter. Conservatives always fill their role, and one of their roles is to completely miss the point. The Conservative Party accusing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government of promoting a, quote, culture of death. I, I really, really hate conservatism. I do. I don't mean the rank and file, you know, nor, I mean, normie conservatives that you run into your day to day. Those people mean well. 
Well, they do. They they mean well. I'm talking conservatism as a system, conservatism as promoted as an ideology, conservatism as promoted by the Republicans or the conservative parties, the Tories, that's the, just designed to pretend to be something they're not and to deceive and mislead the people. Instead of standing up here and saying the government should not have the right to arbitrarily execute people for vague things that they just decide— no, instead they go off on talking about, oh, well, these crazy liberals are just promoting a culture of death, whatever the hell that means. No, I don't want the government having the ability to arbitrarily decide to execute people for very vague things. Now, this is different in before, oh, well, you, you probably believe in the death penalty for, uh, you know, convicted killers or whatnot in the U.S. And yes, I do believe in that. But that's a whole different thing. And... and <laughs> That's a whole different thing when you've got somebody that goes through a lengthy appeals process and they're convicted of murder and then versus, oh, well, we're going to have these very vague, they're depressed, they're crazy, they're, they're mentally ill as determined by us. Now, granted, I, I should have added a caveat to supporting the death penalty for convicted murders, such as we have here in, in Texas and different states in the U.S. I need to add a caveat to that. I have traditionally supported that, and I support the idea of it on principle. But I will add the caveat that as this legal system has become more and more openly corrupt, my support for that is waning. It really is. You have these cases where people have been, in a, you know, sent to prison and then later, you know, they were cleared. They found out they were innocent. Now, the media only promotes those stories when it's a black person involved. But there's plenty of white people that that happens to as well because the system would just railroad. You get caught up in this system you, you, and you don't have a vast amount of wealth. You have zero chance of a fair trial. So as this system has become more and more corrupt, my support for the the death penalty for these severe murder crimes is waning somewhat. But no, under a normal functioning system that's not just utterly corrupt like we have now, there's no reason that you, you wouldn't continue to have what's been a part of traditional law for basically forever, which is, you know, people who commit murder, uh, who, are, who are murderers and such, the most heinous of criminals are executed by the state. That doesn't run counter to this, and to this point that you shouldn't give the government these now vague medical reasons to start executing people. You would think the conservatives could at least stand up and say, no, there's a real problem with giving the state the power to execute people deemed, you know, just that the state deems needs it, that the state itself deems are inconvenient. Again, it's a mistake. And these are points. We're making these points here. I'm making these points here. And I'm sure all of you kind of maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, well, Dan, you're stating the obvious here. And yes, you're right. I am. I'm stating things that are very obvious. Then why in the hell aren't these conservative politicians stating the obvious? Why are they always go off on these vagaries like, oh, they're promoting a cultural, a culture of death. Why do they not point out the obvious? This is a very dangerous power to hand the government that they can deem people who are 
mentally ill, according to them, they, they're, they're worthy of being executed. A number of psychiatrists, for their part, have voiced concerns that patients could bail out of treatment schemes that do not provide immediate relief and opt for the easy way out instead. Uh, I'm sorry, I missed a paragraph here as well. Some critics on the left have also argued that the authorities should instead focus on improving psychiatric care, which is said to be chronically underfunded. And there, that's the giveaway. You see, they want the money. This is where the psychiatrists are worried, but they don't give a shit about their patients. They just need more money. They're looking, this is the tell. They're just worried about their customer base being executed, and then how are they going to get paid? Nobody's talking about, really, it's a bad idea to give the government the power to deem you to declare that you're mentally insane and execute you. According to a report released by the Canadian Health Ministry last October, there was a 31.2% increase in the number of cases involving what is termed in the country as a medical assistance in dying made in 2022 compared to 2021. In 2022, a total of 13,241 people chose to end their lives this way, with 463 of those being quote, individual whose natural deaths were not were not reasonably foreseeable. Now, now RT is kind of mucking this up here at the end of this article. I, I usually I use RT a lot because they're, they're so much better than the Western press, but they're they're not perfect. And they they muck this up because we're talking about two different things. And and again, this this proves the problem with opening this door. It says 13,241 people chose to end their lives with 463 being, quote, individual whose natural deaths were not reasonably foreseeable. In other words, well, they weren't suffering and on the brink of the death. You see, it just took us a few years to get from 2015 people who are laying there suffering and they're going to die any minute. Just put them out of their misery to people who, well, actually, they're not doing that. But that muddies the point. And I have a problem with the way they did this. You cannot reason if somebody is mentally ill, setting aside just for the moment the government having the power to declare who is and is not and what constitutes mental illness, but setting that aside for just the moment, if somebody is mentally ill, then by that definition, they cannot make that decision for themselves. Again, this is why traditionally we have not, as a sister, as a as a society, we have refused to execute the mentally ill for crimes because we say, well, they don't have the capacity to make that decision. They did not understand right from wrong. They 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 don't understand. We can't execute them. We can't punish them when they don't really really even understand what they did. They don't understand they did anything wrong. How do you execute people? How do you say, well, we're, we're going to assist these people when by the very definition of their ailment that you have given them that they're mentally ill, they can't make that decision. We live in a society that harps on and on and on constantly about consent. Consent this, consent that. Why, this young woman, she had sex with a man, but halfway through she changed her mind and withdrew her consent. Throw that bastard in prison for rape. And yet the government here in Canada, in our story here in Canada, is saying that people who by the very definition of being mentally ill cannot give consent, somehow are consenting to be put out of their misery, to be executed, to be killed by the very same government that's claiming this power for itself.
All this with a background where these very same governments in the West are declaring anybody who disagrees with the government and their media na- sponsored their government sponsored media narratives is crazy conspiracy kooks. And your conservative parties are going, oh, my gosh, they're, they're, they're promoting a culture of death. We don't want to promote a culture of death, whatever the hell that means. Instead of saying we really shouldn't give people that are calling half the population of the country crazy people, conspiracy kooks, nuts for disagreeing with them. If, if you want to give somebody, imagine giving somebody who constantly calls you crazy the power to execute crazy people and then acting like it's a complete mystery where this could go. My gosh, look at this guy. He, this guy's, there's another crazy conspiracy theory that the government, <laughs> the government that's declared itself to have the ability to execute those that the government itself declares are mentally ill, <laughs> that is constantly calling you mentally ill for disagreeing with them, that this could be going to a very dark place at some point, probably in the not very distant future. When you consider in Canada, this started in 2015 with, we don't want people on their deathbed to suffer to now, well, you know, you're, you're kind of crazy. So maybe you would just be better off dead. And there's no brakes on the crazy train. There are are no brakes on this crazy train. Who's going to stop it? The conservatives? What are their track records? Whether you ever notice this wonderful conservative track record, whether it's Canada, the U.S., or the boy Tories in Britain, what exactly is the track record of the conservatives for stopping any of this insanity if you're counting on the conservatives to stand up and stop it yeah i'm sorry but your hope is quite misplaced Conservatives talk about we just we just got to turn the country how do you turn a country around how are you going to turn how are you going to vote and turn canada around well you can save the system it just needs to be tweaked a little bit that's always the conservative view well these liberals they may mean well no they don't mean well They are malicious. And the conservatives, they play their role. They play their role of fake opposition or they're promoting a culture of death instead of pointing out the alarming thing that should the the thing that should be the most alarming to anybody with eyes to see that now they're claiming that they can deem somebody mentally ill and just execute them and then they don't have to deal with it. It's a very convenient. It's a very convenient tool. Just look at Stalinist Soviet Union. They did the same exact thing. If you would disagree with the government, well, you've got to be crazy. Because who who in their right mind would disagree with them? Remember the people that ran around and said people who didn't want to get vaccinated were a bunch of kooks that were putting everybody in danger. Is it a stretch to say, oh, well, they're putting society in danger. We should put them in camps. In fact, they're mentally ill. Why should we put out the money to support these kooks in camps they would just be better off dead conservatives always make it a point to divert onto some other weird topic some vague thing instead of confronting things head on with the truth and and it's on purpose it's not just because they're stupid or misled and i'm again i'm not talking about normie conservatives that you know in your everyday life they mean well they just don't know any better i'm talking about conservative leadership conservative parties these conservative quote unquote activist groups that always seem to magically completely miss the point every day every day it becomes more and more apparent that the systems that we live under in the west this is stories about canada 
but you put the whole, you can lump the whole West together. It, it's, it's evil. It's just as evil as the Soviet Union was. It is. It's just as evil as the Soviet Union was. They're just trying to work at it from a different angle, but it's the same things. They're recycling the same procedures, the same playbook that they used back then. On the bright side, look, none of this is sustainable. I mean, the Soviet, the Soviet system historically speaking, didn't last very long. And this system is even on a more accelerated decline, a more accelerated here at the end stages. It's a more accelerated. You see them trying to push through Soviet systems, old same playbook. But there's a lot of things in place, and I don't have time to really get into some of the things that are in place that they themselves have put in place to be destructive that are actually going to cause a problem with this. I mean, just as an example, they've promoted this multiculturalism. And in many of these Western countries, they've imported all of these Muslims. Are they going to be, when, when the Muslims run counter to what the government wants to do, do they, are they going to get the Muslims to go along with this idea? you think they're going to cooperate? This thing is not sustainable. And you watch these death throes. You know, the death throes of this system. Don't be deceived by the conservatives that try to tell you we should save this system. There's something redeemable about it. We just need to get it working right. It just needs a little tinkering. just needs a tune-up. Don't be deceived by these people. It's evil and it's wicked. And it is in its death throes. We see these things. These are a sign of desperation. These people were confident in if they were confident in the sustainability of their power, these are not the actions of people who are comfortable and confident that everything's going just fine. When you're desperately trying to figure out new ways to kill off your own population, that's not a sign of people who think everything is just going hunky-dory and according to plan. We're going to wrap up on that note. Don't call me crazy because I don't want no, no crazy, crazy conspiracy kookiness here. It's just seeing things for what they are. Thank you for joining me. I hope you'll get a chance to check out. I'll be back tomorrow for the Parish of the Patriots. You don't want to miss that. I don't think you want to miss that. Uh, Dr. Matthew Raphael Johnson will be here Wednesday with the Orthodox National. Back on Thursday, uh, Matt will be for his daily national show, and I'll be back here on Friday to wrap it all up. Wrap up your work week. I hope you'll get a chance at some point along lines to check it all out. It is much appreciated. We're going to wrap up on that note as always keep the faith and we'll see you next time you're listening to radio albion talk radio for the nationalist communities